Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a little bit of Hallmark movie magic. You have your usual cast of hosts. You have Sally, Tracy, and Colleen. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and kick off with our hosts and toast segment. This is the week that I'm running it, so here is my question that I'm posing to you all so the audience can get to know us a little better. If you started your own small business, what would you make or sell? I ask this question because in almost every Hallmark movie, there's like a small business, whether it's like a bakery, a restaurant, something like a food truck in this movie. So what what are we thinking? What would be our small business? What would we bring to a Hallmark movie? Hmm. So I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Which is unusual for me on these hosts and toasts. <laughs> so mine will be a scrapbooking mm-hmm. business. So you can bring to me everything of your child or children or of your pets pets mm-hmm. or of your life your marriage your kids etc all your memorabilia and your pictures and I will put it together in a How? wonderful scrapbook or set of scrapbooks for you that How would be that? amazing I like so that. I could sell you know the materials mm-hmm. to people so a scrapbook store you but I can also do a service too. and I can run Ooh, classes DIYs because yes. I love looking at scrapbooks but I'm not creative like that I just yes. I can't put yes, things indeed. together so you put the materials together for yeah. everybody and then they just kind of do their thing and you yeah. help coach them and they have certain projects to oh, do oh I would love that that's my that's my small I like business that. I like that I'd love that there you go Okay, well, Colleen, you'll be my first client. Of course I will. <laughs> I'll bring all my stuff. Opening day, Colleen will be there. Front door. First stop. <laughs> Where's my box? One minute before opening. I already know. Open day. It's 7.59. Well, as I'm sure Sally already knows, I've always wanted to open a coffee shop slash little bakery. I even have a location in mind. I want either name it after my cat, Lydia, or my dog, Nephew, which is also my son because I raised him, Sullivan. And Bojangles. Have, Bojangles, Bark Bark. Soleil. Soleil. He's got a lot. He's got a lot going on. But I wanted to have my own little where I can do specialty Ooh. coffee drinks and have little pastries I'm and so stuff. Into that. And dog know. treats, of course. And dog treats. It would I'll be... bring my scrapbook. You could. We'd have yeah. a little section for you. Oh my. And of course be pet friendly. Unless yes. you're getting a little little crazy, then you need to leave. But Sorry. you'll get a little biscuit before you go. Bye bye biscuit. Oh, bye bye biscuit. <laughs> As grandma, my or as Sully's grandma, my mom, Anne, always leaves a little pile for him before she leaves. Bye-bye, Biscuits. They're called bye-bye Biscuits. That could be a cute little jar by the door, like with ribbons and everything. I love it. Like, bye-bye Biscuits. Bye-bye Biscuits. Oh, my. Human and dog. Human? Well, then they're not going to pay for the pastries. Oh, wait. You're right. Maybe, Maybe some my, mints. You know what? Mints. Those can you're be right. Biscuits. And this is why I am not the business marketing degree. go for that. Yeah. <laughs> One a day. One One minute a day? (laughs) What about you? I think if I were to start a small business, I'd want to do something like shadow boxes. Mom and I have discussed this before. I really like the idea of shadow boxes, but one thing I struggle with is like 3D spatial awareness. So I don't know how far I'd be able to take that, but at least like the creative design part of it, I would definitely love. So I'm thinking these could all inhabit the same space. You've got, like, the crafting aspect with the bakery. 
I know you can have your coffee, and your coffee. Yeah. snack while you do your thing. With your it. dog right beside of you. Of course, is it perfect? It's a thing. Oh, it's it's a thing. It's like a higher class Joanne. Sorry, Joanne. It's oh, like, it's like I don't a, know that they have the the new Joannes. Remember when we went? Yeah. What was it before COVID? They had the cookies and the yeah, little yeah. hot chocolate they dispenser. Did. Do they not do it anymore? Is that what you're I think because of COVID, they aren't doing it they right shut now. It down. They actually had all the coffee. Oh, yeah, they yeah. had the coffee and everything. I didn't yeah. realize. They even had a little hot chocolate button on the coffee machine. Sadness. Wow. I know, and okay. I loved it. I thought that was a great. It was, a, it was nice. So, Joanne, we're coming for you. I know. Mm. I'm saying. Mm. We could have our whole block on a Hallmark, uh, you know, small town right there. Oh, yeah. There's, we could have our three Imagine. shops side by we'll side We'll have to let side. one person go per year to a big city and then have them come back in a couple exactly. years. Exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> the drama. So we can change yeah, just, <laughs> just to mix things up a I little. love it. <laughs> it's there. It's their Hallmark. You've inspired us. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> So, um, our next segment, of course, is our snacking and yakking. This week, um, we I brought the Welch's sparkling grape juice in so the good. white. So, you so know. Good. Just a little little moment. Went well with the chicken dish. Oh, the of white. course. And we, oh, oh yes. it was delicious. It, it was. was. We had the chicken Alfredo done by mm-hmm. Tracy. And what were those noodles? Were they spinach noodles spin- with just buttered spinach noodles? Oh, those were delicious. So and then French green beans, yes. I was like, I don't know. Blanched <laughs> and, yeah. With a little onion. Was there like a little salt pepper? With a little salt pepper, oh. butter, and onion. Butter. How back in But the I mean, butter. Michael, it's, it's gotta be butter. Butter makes it better. <laughs> it does. It really does. Ask Paula. And then our other little snack to go along with our meal and grape juice, uh, Sally brought candy corn loft house cookies, uh-huh. which I don't like candy corn and I don't like loft house cookies, but I really liked these. They were really good. I was impressed. Uh, where'd you get them? Um, just Kroger. Just Kroger. Kroger's Stays got in the all. season. We've got I the guess. fall vibe going. We're trying because unlike our, our movie's not bringing it so we have um, to bring the fall it was not it was but, not bringing it but please colleen oh please. this week uh was the hallmark movie for their harvest lineup still <laughs> Uh, 2021 South Beach Love. Yes. Which did not bring the fall vibes it at all. There was nothing it, fall about it. It stars Taylor Cole as Sarah and Tony was William Levy. Yeah, okay. So, Colleen, you want to give a little synopsis? A little cute. Uh, so, this movie starts with... So, how did the... This is a question I actually have. Oh, how yeah. in the beginning, because I, I was busy doing... Some work, some business. <laughs> Side hustle, if you will. <laughs> Side hustle. Which we appreciate her doing for us. <laughs> how did, how are the two families, like, how did it become, a, like, a connected thing in the beginning? How are they like, oh, yeah, this person. They barely I mean, gloss over it. It oh. was easy to miss. So, essentially, they grew up on the same street, and they, the moms were friends from high school. Oh. So then, since the moms were friends, the, the kids, kids became friends. friends. Yeah, that was not really introduced until almost the end. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So we have Sarah Mm -hmm. and Tony. Uh, They were once a couple. They were going to have a restaurant together. So cute. uh, But they both applied to French cooking school. Mm -hmm. And neither one of them got in. So they're like, okay, well, we'll start our own business. But then... Tony got in. <sighs> da da da. And he said sayonara to Miss Sarah. <laughs> and he went and did his fancy French cooking school oh, while uh, Sarah stayed behind and ran a food truck, I believe. Mm-hmm. Munch. Yeah, munch. 
cute. Which eventually she was able to move into a brick and mortar kind of building. Mm -hmm. So she had her own restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But her niece, as well as his niece, but both in separate families. Yes. Which got a little little confusing. (laughs) Were each turning 15. Mm -hmm. And within their family tradition, it is, of course, time for their quinceanera. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, with that being said, the families each recruit um, for, I believe it's Lola, which is Sarah's niece, mm-hmm. and Teresa, which is Tony's niece. Yes. Since they each have a chef in the family, they recruit each other to mm-hmm. kind of cook and help out for the parties. Definitely. And then, of course, there's a magazine. I believe it's uh, just a local magazine. Yeah, right? it seemed to be. Yeah. South Beach type of yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was going to cover these mm-hmm. for the for one of their stories, and it turns into some rivalry. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot that kind of went down, but anyone... Want to start in with initial thoughts. Antics definitely ensued. So Tony is a one-star chef in New York City. After he completes his training, he goes into New York City. Is one-star good? Is that a Michelin? Very good. Yes, I I believe it must be. I mean, obviously they keep making a big deal about his one star. Yeah, but like... But if it's Michelin, you can have more than one star. That's all I have to say. I don't know. They just keep saying one star. So basically they're trying to brag up that Tony has made it. Mm -hmm. It is very prestigious. Yeah. And Sarah obviously has... Has that small town restaurant, small well, so they're in Miami, yeah. so or some suburb of yeah. So Sarah has that that separate one, and yeah. the sisters for each of them, right, are the mothers of the daughters, mm-hmm. the fifteen year old daughters, yes, who have had some kind of a falling out. We don't find out until later, and we'll talk about that later yeah. about why they had that falling out. But very so interesting for me is, and I don't, I'm not that familiar with the whole celebration and everything, how competitive. I mean, just the, Mm -hmm. you have to have the right food. You've got 150 people. They have to have the right dress. You have to have somebody choreograph your your dance. You have a court. Uh, Not just you, but there's a court. Mm -hmm. It's all, I mean, there's so much show Mm -hmm. that I wasn't, aware of. That was something I did appreciate kind of learning that element of the culture because I everyone knows about quinceaneras but you don't really know I didn't know like what you know went down for them or how I've heard of them but I had no idea I mean at least at least in this part of the U.S. It seemed like extremely mm. a competitive yes uh, event. Posting on your Instagram Olympic type thing, and where it's just you have to absolutely annihilate the other person. Well, so I don't that think that's a part of the culture. I Ooh. think they were using that as the tool okay. to get mm, at the I don't think that that's very typical of quinceañeras. Mm. I think that was meant to show the tensions between the families. Ah, and okay. also it ultimately became the tool that brought them back together. Right. Yeah. Right. The competition was was big. Mm-hmm. Definitely in this movie it was. Yeah. So I think the first thing to comment on <laughs> would be our our 15 year olds were far from 15. Yes. So on the one hand I understand the ethical implications of involving younger children in the film industry. I, however at 15 I feel like that's maybe when we can start blurring. Disney Channel some, does it. Yeah like <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know at what point you can consider, like, consent for, like, true consent for filming. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that line is legally or ethically, truthfully. But there are but, just child but, labor laws within yeah, the filming industry that they could have, I feel, I feel like by. we could have, we could have followed those with how few scenes the girls were actually in. But to use, so for the one, 
she was 19 years old playing a 15-year-old. And for the other, she was 23 playing a 15-year-old. That, to me, is not believable as an audience. It also should not be a portrayal of a 15-year-old. Yeah. Because if I was watching this movie as 15, I would feel terrible that I didn't look like that. But no I 15... I still feel terrible. No 15-year-old <laughs> right. could and look like that. Can't compete. I know. Can't compete Oof. with that. Like, it just... It seemed like... Very bizarre to me why they chose those ages to represent 15. That yeah. seemed very off. Like, that's something we noticed literally from the start of the movie. We Well, and the, the whole, yeah, because the maturity, the way they carried mm -hmm. themselves, yes. everything, it was just like, you clearly are not 15 years old. Right. Yes. If you really, even, even if you want to portray a 15-year-old, then portray a 15-year-old. Agree. Do not portray... A 19 and a... Right. Like, almost a 20-year-old right. was kind right. of divided off from that some 15-year-old... Especially females are very mature, but yeah. that was well beyond. Yeah, that was well pretty beyond it. I, yeah. I agree, Sally. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, the other note I had was we had our AirPods, mm -hmm. and then we took a step back and decided to give the brother. Okay, so Sarah's brother, who we think is named Matt, had these weird stringy ear. Like, yeah, black. Yeah, black. like once again, it was <laughs> like a wire. It was like a headset that you would almost speak into, yeah. but not the over the head one, just like earbuds. Because it had like a weird. Yeah. I was like, what? What is with this technology all I over the place? I, Hallmark's just really confusing me right now. I really would like some Sarah's answers. Bike. Yeah. So that's she's got one. a pink bike with a <laughs> basket on the front of it. Yeah. And that's how she gets around. Which it, she does explain that it's because she can't afford a better car, which I get. Her car, I, I guess I, the windows I will roll get. down, but they won't roll back up. There seem to be a lot of. The issues. bike was a bit immature. A little, yeah. I mean, just a bit and much. And she to never take. used it. She did not. She walked She it. walked Because she always had really cute dresses on. Dresses, makeup, clothes for, for all of the characters. I know. Fantastic. I mean, the... So from the, so a big family thing, obviously. So you have the mm -hmm. Cuban element. They're in Miami. Majority are Cuban. Um, Sarah and her brother are, are Irish. They're the yes. only, right? So, so they're, they, they are not. So, but Sarah's brother has married a Cuban. Obviously that's the best friend of the mm -hmm. mother of the other uh, daughter. So, so they're, you know, Lola and Teresa, that's kind of the two, right, we are now the two 15-year-olds. So basically bringing it together, the only two Irish out of the whole Cuban group, but all of them from the mother, mm -hmm. the, well, from the daughters, the mothers, and the grandmothers that they show. Yes. Fantastic hairstyles, oh, makeup, clothes, clothes just And everything yeah, just matched and coordinated yes. from the mm -hmm. lipstick to the color of the yes. dress to the color of the bag, matching. And the coordination yes. was even present in the beginning of the movie because Sarah's notebook perfectly matched her dress. Like, what? Even your notebook matches your dress? That's that was, pretty oh, on You know par. that got me. You know, I, I was... I the was, brows were Tessa-worthy. Oh, my goodness. They were Tessa-worthy. Yes. The, they the were. Eyeshadow and everything. Mm -hmm. It was... I'm sure that she was a she was a dancer. She had to have been because wow, that was just incredible. It was. Yep. I think the 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 food element. So I I don't I don't know my Cuban foods necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. But I I felt like they made a big deal of the because obviously that they are they are that's their profession. Mm -hmm. they are as far as the food industry. I almost felt like it almost take a, took a back a back seat to though what was happening as far as the drama of, yeah, of it did the fifteen year olds and the families and the priorities and everything that were going on and their romance because they because Sarah and Tony mm. had been a thing yeah in the yes. past which we had talked about 
So them coming back together again, I, I think the food element played a good part in it, but it, it didn't seem as dominant as you would think when you've got two yeah, chefs. Yeah, I, I thought it was a lot, you, going okay. to be a lot more, not food focused, but like method focused or, you know, family yeah. recipes. And it's important because... It was mentioned, uh, yeah. but not... But not really, I mean, you, we barely went over the dishes that were going to be served. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was kind of anticipating. Colleen to wanted to approve the menu. I like, wanted on, to Walmart. approve the menu. And then she started to put mint in things. Like that dream I had where the dogs wanted the mint. But we won't go on that. So one thing I think we really should discuss was how forward of a character Tony was. So just to give a little bit of context, when Tony comes and visits Miami again to help with... Um, Teresa's quinceanera, he had just ended a relationship with yes. someone in New York named Anna. Yes. So he is fresh off a breakup. He's literally, like, got the dramatic scene where he's calling his sister and he's talking about how it's over and the rain's coming down and we're looking at him <laughs> through this one note. And, and his pain is evident on his face. Angst. And then he, he comes home and he's like, oh, hey, there's my ex. Let's go out on a date. Let me take you dancing. Let mm -hmm. me tell you all the things I love about you. And the the juxtaposition of his emotionality in New York to his sudden willingness to leap into this relationship. It's Cuban passion. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. It's also a rebound, it felt like, a little bit. That's what I was going concerned. for. It felt to me like a rebound, and I'm not sure why they went that angle. I could have yeah. I could have seen if Anna was like, oh, like a year ago I dated someone. You know but what I mean? It was like, like this was yesterday <laughs> and this is now today. <laughs> and Tony moved on. Yeah. He did, and he was so slid back forward. into <laughs> And hard oh. to understand. I, I, I... <laughs> the accent, clearly at this point, I think we figured out is not authentic. And I think that's no. why he was trying just a little too hard. Yeah. yeah. It just seems very... struggle. Yeah. It, it, I can't even use the word muffled because that's not... It was a bit... Was, I mean, that's probably the best description I, I can give. Yeah. You're right. That's probably a better word. But it wasn't... Yeah, it was always very mumbly. Like, yeah, and it was almost like he was trying to, like, gargle while he talked. It didn't, it didn't right. work. It didn't work. And, and the <laughs> thing is, I think with Sarah, she was kind of accepting of, right, she Tony's was. forwardness. I mean, I think she... But then again, if they had dated before, it's probably just yeah. his, his standard personality. I don't yes. think it was anything different oh, true. or strange for her. So yeah. it was just sort of like, but to the you, viewer, you're the one that I left. Like... When she said, did he leave 10 years ago? Is that yeah. what she said? Yeah, it's she been said, a minute. She said he left 10 years ago and had no communication with her that whole time. Yeah. That's she also... was all like, yeah, I mean, we can get back. Like, it's cool. I know. And that's yeah. also what surprised me is, okay, she didn't really know about the other relationship right away that kind of came out later in the movie. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this guy ghosted you for 10 years and you had all these plans together and suddenly you're like okay right because so they had <laughs> yeah. so they had plans Trust together issues? to have to uh, have their own restaurant once they yes. were turned down yeah. it was going to be cubish so cuban and, and irish, irish because she's irish and he's cuban yeah. so cubish and and they had that whole plan mm -hmm. to come together for a restaurant and to mm -hmm. run that together and right so Obviously, he moved on from that, yeah. and she supposedly moved on when she had Munch and, and has her own staff, which her co-chef or her... Kevin! Uh, Kevin is yeah, He had great, my heart. He was Again, nice. one of the great best friend type yeah, things, yeah. you know, where they show the, the relationship there, which was fantastic. Uh, I um, love the food truck friendship dynamics. Those are always yeah. so fun in Hallmark yeah. movies. I think it's because it's that, like, tight-knit space, so they're always, mm -hmm. like, looking right. out for each right. other. Yeah. It's right. just really cute to yeah, me. It is. <laughs> So I think one of the other things to observe on the whole um, over-the-top aspect of this party mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. celebration stuff was the, the, the dress. It was yes. all about 
So, uh-huh. and the title of this episode is Don't Mess With the Dress, mm-hmm. because what happens is, between Lola and Teresa, you have the kind of competition about who has the better dress, mm-hmm. and Teresa, I think her parents are more affluent, yes, and they have a the custom-made dress. Mm-hmm. Um, Lola's always wanted this other dress, but her mom can only afford, her mom and dad can only afford something less, so her Aunt Sarah who's been saving for a better restaurant and looking yeah. for a better, because all she has is from the food truck, like yeah. Carolina mentioned, she has kind of a small brick and mortar kind of kitschy little, mm-hmm. you know, place that she has. It's, that's now at least beyond what a food truck is, but she wants more. Mm-hmm. And so she's been saving for it, but she's willing to spend all that extra money on her niece's yeah. dress. So they go to that same Coconut Grove. Coconut Grove. And her Aunt Sarah pays for this. So so they have the rivalry of emerald green is the color. They can't have the same color. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yes, you get this don't mess with the dress theme in there because basically it was like it is all about. It is. You know, what you wear and how you look at your your party yes yes brand yes yes i want to bring in the element of the title those dresses were gorgeous by the way they were they really were they were i did prefer the emerald green maybe i'll put in a little snippet for our instagram post for everyone to see i preferred the green one maybe a photoshop moment where all of us are wearing i mean (laughs) oh my gosh yes hallmark can we colin can you please take a moment to describe what happened during the rehearsal yes during the rehearsal the two girls um were giving a speech to their parents about how, you know, they were so grateful for them and and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had some pictures up of when they were little girls. And there was this one, and they just clearly used ones, you know, from their own like childhood. photos. Yeah. yeah, and I think there maybe were a few from maybe their oh, own true, childhood, true. but, like, you know, separate. Right. But they had one where they were both younger and the Photoshop. <laughs> They didn't even trim. They just plastered yeah. it into another photo. And, and they like, didn't, like, blur the edges no. or anything. Like, you could... What are you doing? It's like Hallmark thought, if we put it over a second, no one will notice, right? Uh, and, like, your eyes would It was a completely different background. The face was on someone else's body. You couldn't even put the whole kid in. Like... It was so it was embarrassing. Hallmark, honestly, for well, we didn't have any green screen driving at least. This we did, no, but this that time. was but that but was, that, that took was the cake the, for the green screen. That did take the cake. But so so when you mentioned the girls coming together, we yes. have to bring our audience I know back we into do. I'm sorry, a friends. little more evolution of the. So besides mm-hmm. Tony bringing this relationship back together and trying to insinuate himself back into Sarah's life and uh, insinuate be like he word. be like he was never there, never gone, and right. go dancing, go everything. The girls realize the rivalry between their mothers. And again, the mothers, they had lived close together. They had shared kind of this, you know, village raising a child. I mean, Mm -hmm. they had shared responsibilities and and they took care of the kids. And it was good at some point, which we'll get to why it's not bad or why why it turned bad. But but the whole point is the girls see this. They see that their aunt and uncle are kind of back together yeah, a, little, a little again a little, and a they moment. want to have them come back together again and then what happens is for poor lola who her parents had a club available to them yeah. right that they were yeah that, that's think, where they were having the party but then what happens is they have a fire in the kitchen so then there's the crisis of well, where do we have our party at this point and also it was important and, that they didn't reschedule because the magazine was coming yes. yeah that yes. put so that extra that pressure it did right 
Because they both want to be on the cover of the magazine separately. Mm-hmm. But yes. they want, it's a rivalry there too. Who has the best food, clothes. Although to be fair, Lola doesn't want to play. Yeah. Like no. Teresa seemed kind of into the competition at the beginning. She eventually kind of was like, yeah, it's a little dumb. Yeah. But the yeah. moms are really the ones who are kind yeah. of going right. at each other. So the girls are the ones that come together and say, well, mm-hmm. we're let's just combine our parties. Mm-hmm. When they combine the parties is where... Colleen was talking about the mm-hmm. um, the the next evolution of that. So so again, when the girls are talking and they have the pictures and everything. So again, they they do bring the the two parties together. Mm-hmm. I I I made my I made my comment. It's it, it, I said super cheesy party because it, it just kind of seemed really over the top on the way they showed everybody having such a wonderful time at this mm-hmm. party and both families just coming together like nothing had ever happened over the past I don't know how many years in uh, girls' yeah, lives. I, I don't think it was that I long guess it doesn't, because... It doesn't say, really, does it? No, but it had to have been somewhat recent because even Lola made a comment of, like, I don't really know why Teresa doesn't talk to me anymore mm-hmm. and I don't know why our moms don't talk anymore. Okay. Like, it seemed to have been a recent yeah. development. Yeah. And yeah. we come to find out, Colleen. So the whole falling <laughs> the out. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. This, it, they could have made up anything. Oh, yeah. And this is what they chose. I agree. So when they originally lived on the same street together, um, Teresa's mom, I don't know her name. But either way, she was going to sell her house because they started she's making... She's a realtor, too. Yeah, she's, so a, she's realtor a realtor as well. And she Maria. Was, Maria. So she started making a lot more money, so they were mm-hmm. going to move into a big, fancier house. So she put her house on the market, and Lola's mom... Oh, the, she's Dolores. Dolores, thank you. Yeah. She wanted to purchase her house because she liked um, Maria's house a lot better, and so she mm-hmm. put in an offer, and I guess Maria just <laughs> didn't even think about it because someone paid in cash and paid over asking price and she so um while they're talking uh Dolores was like well you didn't know that was the reason I was mad at you and she's like but I told you someone paid over asking price in cash and Dolores was like well I thought our friendship meant more than more than money and then Maria's like oh yeah it does and she's like well I'll find you a better house and you'll live near us and you'll live in yes, our neighborhood yes. yeah but I was just like, that's what we were so mad about? Yeah, it was very weird that our... It was very it was like climatic. Yeah. that I'd expect that kind of, like, weird fight to occur, like, between the girls, since it was over something so superficial, but, like, for that to be the parents' it was fight, cash. I don't know, that was weird. Above asking yeah. price. There you go. Of course she would take it. She's a real It's cash. Cash is cash. Yeah, but I think with our magazine... Comes our betrayal, right? Yes. We gotta talk about our Hallmark movie. Betrayal. Basically, our magazine thinks that it'd be a really nice angle to have the chefs be at each other's throats. So they take things that both Tony and Sarah did say, but they kind of twist them in a negative light. For example, they get a quote from Tony saying that um, Sarah's just an amateur, even though he was basically repeating that question that they asked of, how do you feel if an amateur won? And he was basically throwing it back at them, like, why do you say that she's an amateur? Like, she's, she's really accomplished good. so yeah, much. Exactly, exactly. But, of course, they only take the first part of the quote. Right. And Sarah does say that a star is not all it's cracked up to be. And she does kind of mean it in a way. Um, but, obviously, she didn't mean it in a way to hurt Tony. Right. Mm-hmm. She meant it more in the fact... She threw some statistics at Tony when he confronts her about I know. this. I thought that was a pretty cool moment, to be honest. <laughs> and we've seen that another. We've seen that yeah, another the, chef 
yes. Hallmark well, movies. Well, the Master Psalm. Yes, That's where exactly. we saw it the last yes. time was Psalm. Raise a Glass to Love. Exactly. We're getting, oh, call it. I'm kind, call of, it. I'm kind of okay <laughs> that Hallmark's calling to light some of these actual issues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So good point on that. That That is where the betrayal comes. Because then whether it's real or perceived, yes. they both see what is in print yes. about what each other said. And they're a bit... They, actually, Tony's the one that comes over that. Yeah, to, he does. To Sarah yes. and confronts her about that. And I, I guess I don't know exactly where that winds up leading. Oh, the, basically, she, she, she throws some statistics in his face and says, like, only 20% of chefs overall are women. And then of that, it's very hard for women to attain funding to get an actual restaurant, whereas men have easier access to that. So she talks about how mom and pop shops are really all they kind of get um, cornered into. And it's Yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. not fair overall. So that's why she said the star's not all it's cracked up to be. So she was pointing out the deeper lying issues there and saying it's not personal to you. And she's the one then. There's a local restaurant called Ernesto's. Mm -hmm. And Tony takes... Sarah out to eat at Ernesto's. They both know Ernesto. He's selling this yes. restaurant, which is a very nice restaurant. Oh, oh very nice. beautiful very property. Nice. And and Sarah decides she well, with the help of Kevin leading her on to do this, she decides she's going to bid. Now she yes. never tells that to Tony or anything. Nope. Tony finds out from Ernesto, here's still part of the betrayal, really, mm-hmm. that somebody else has already outbid Sarah. Right. So now Tony wants to outbid that person so that it's a guarantee that they get Ernesto's. And basically then that leverages it from his perspective to say, okay, we have it. And she's like, it's not we. Yeah, it's I had bid. You made a decision. You went forward. That wasn't part of. And more importantly, he did it without consulting her whatsoever. Not even a phone call. Like he just was like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Right. And she's basically like, I don't need to be rescued. Like I can do it myself. Even though at the end... Yes, what's our they, resolution? At the end, they open the restaurant together called Cubish. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's 70 30, 70% yeah. Sarah. Yes. So Which is the important in. part. Yeah. So she does step in and say, that's fine, you won the bid, but I've got 70% of it. Here's my down payment, and then you get the 30%. So I don't. what I don't get from the very ending necessarily is does he move back or is he uh, doing They a made the long sharing. distance work. Okay. Yeah, because she made a comment. Um, it was very brief mention. Sarah turns to Tony and says something about how I guess we could make long distance work because before she kind of was okay. like, "I'm not doing long distance with you." Mm-hmm. That's right. when you left me. Like, yeah. we can't handle this. But right. then he kind of proved through several things. I think in her eyes that he could do it. So this they time. have the kiss out on the balcony yes. while the family's behind the glass at the opening of the restaurant, mm-hmm. watching them and clapping and. And cheering them on, and I think it's worth noting that that was not their first kiss. No, we actually had another halfway through the movie kiss, which the last one we had was our horse girl Hallmark movie, Mm -hmm. and it and they also had a previous relationship. So I guess that's kind of the formula is if it's a new relationship, we wait till the end. And if it's a, a old flame returning, that's when we can kiss at the halfway. And if we go to last week's with a do-over, they never did kiss. Oh. They never did kiss. Like at the, well, at the end of the movie they did in front of the mm. law office. Did they? did they? Oh, wait, maybe that was just a hug. I don't think that's they That's weird. Kissed. Oh. Right? Jeez. It was an observation I had after we'd already mm. posted the podcast. Mm. Well, now it made episode 10, so. Yeah. Woof, woof, woof. Okay. So then we're ready for our final segment. Yes, we It are. is the... 
woo-woo segment. Yes. West West. West West. Our golden retriever has has left, has left to go outside in the nice cool fall weather, which this was not the fall movie, so she's uh-huh. just enjoying real fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so the woo-woo rating, based on Nala's woo-woos, which is how she expresses herself mm-hmm. so wonderfully. Yes. Very ridiculous. One to five, one being the least, five being the greatest, as mm-hmm. far as our... Hallmark movie evaluation, and I give this South Beach Love a three. Okay, that's fair. I Mm -hmm. was not having much of it. Mm -hmm. I appreciated all the elements of it. It had all the basic Hallmark elements, Hallmark movie elements, no doubt about it. But nothing stood out. Nothing grabbed me. Nothing really deep. Nothing... That said, I would really watch this movie and tell someone else mm-hmm. to watch it. I'm generous with the three from the perspective of it did have all those elements and mm-hmm. it did have good characters for the main part, all of the beautiful costumes and makeup and everything else too. But but it really was lacking. I, obviously, it was not fall, so I even yeah. already took that out and still gave it a three. I leave it to the two of you then. I personally gave it a two point five. There you go. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I really that I enjoyed. I mean, the plot was fine. I won't, I wouldn't rewatch it. I just really liked the clothes and the makeup mm-hmm. and stuff. That was really what kept me interested. And I wanted to see the quinceanera dresses. Yes. Yes. I was hyped. But in general, I mean, it, it was fine. But yeah. would I watch again? No, probably not. So I completely agree. I gave it a 2.5 as well. Ooh. Ooh. I was For me, one. What dinged it 100% is that I'm done with the non-fall fall movies. <laughs> I'm getting really sad about it, and I still hold it against the movies. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I did go in knowing full well that this probably would not be a fall theme movie, True. given the title. It wasn't a pumpkin. Yeah, they didn't even... But even in Miami, Florida, you can get pumpkins. Yeah, yeah I know. You can actually they still have fake leaves. You can have the yeah. fake... There, it just it didn't and, fit and with it. The there was no, like, it fall I mean, what? festival. Like, even even if you were like, oh, we're making our quinceanera fall theme, I would have given it to you. Right, yeah. And there were, like, oranges, or, like, oranges, like, color-wise, right. like, right. browns, that kind of thing. Just, you know, a bowl of... We actually, we, actually, yeah. we actually did have our themes. One was called Old Havana, and the other theme was Miami Spice. Oh, nice catch. I did not catch I that. I forgot about that. each did have their own themes. Right, yes, right. Actually and, did. and, like, I, I appreciate the movie as far as I know, it's Hallmark's first time stepping into, like, mm-hmm. Like especially a really cultural. Yeah, thank you. So That's I do appreciate that. that but like, I, like I do, but I I wish they would have brought more. I don't know. Like it felt like they took such a step back, right? Because the recent movies they've been doing have been such real relationship problems, yeah. and this one was such a silly miscommunication error right. that t- literally mm-hmm. tore these families apart that used to be so close. Well, and like the romance, shared... the ending of that was okay, yeah. but, but that's the yeah. standard. Okay, he got a better offer. He went someplace. She stayed in. She stayed in Miami, and it, yeah, it just... I, I don't know. I just, I felt a little let down by this one. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And so, for the next episode, we're going to step back into fall 2015. Yeah, yeah, we're done with 2021 for the moment. It. We can't keep doing this, Colleen. Oh, we can't. <laughs> we're going to be at Halloween at that point. <laughs> Sorry, we Becky. really, really need fall and Halloween themed. So yeah, Hallmark. so we will be choosing mm-hmm. yes. an oldie, but a goodie. A goodie, yes. absolutely. And we'll bring you the Halloween vibes for our episode which will be released the day before Halloween so get ready for it to be a little spooky (laughs) but of course
course, we've reached the point in our episode where we like to give our regular shout-outs. Shout-out to Jasmine! Jasmine! <laughs> shout-out to Tessa! And Beastie. And Beastie. Yes, we miss you, Beastie. We miss your rares in the background. I know. I love you. You're Shout-out to our sponsor, Anchor. Yes, yes. Thank you, Anchor. You're the reason we can do this podcast. I would not put effort into paying for a podcast platform. So Absolutely. You're the best Thank being you. free. <laughs> Shout out to our husband. Yes. Michael, Mark, and Nick. Shout out to Jess. <laughs> and Winnie. And for shouting out. Win, win. Win, win. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Shout out to Aunt <laughs> Kelly. Love you. Thanks hey. for listening. Shout out to all of our listeners, new and loyal. We appreciate you coming back. Recommend each week. us to others. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. We can do Ooh. that. We can do that. Exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of feel good time. Uh, Easter oh. baby. Hey, Nana. Bless you. And Nala has returned. Yep. Shout out to Nala. The reason we started the song. Yes, ma'am. Woo woo. And until next week. Cheers.